Welcome to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. My name is Bruce Malkinson, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Accenture Technology Corporation. In each episode, you will learn from industry experts who share their insights and strategies on how to reveal hidden surface data and optimize the performance, comfort, and safety of surfaces. We will discuss and present solutions that have worked for real-world applications across fields like product design and safety testing, consumer, clinical, and human body performance. All right, hello and welcome. Today, um, we are discussing how weight shifting and weight transfer uh, translate into athletic performance. And I have, um, again, joining me, Antonio Robastelli of Omni Athlete. Welcome, Antonio. Hello, Bruce. Thank you for inviting me to this a podcast on uh, weight shift movements evaluation in, uh, in sports. So uh, to, to kind of warm things up, can you tell us a little bit of how important it is for athletes to understand the influence of weight shifting on performance? Yeah. Uh, w- w- first of all, weight shifting is uh, and weight transfer is uh, probably one of the most fascinating and interesting um, skills in uh, in athletic performance in general due to the high level of uh, biomechanical proficiency needed to perform as a swing uh, and a proper weight transfer from one side to the other of the of the of the foot and uh, it is fundamental for for the athletes to understand the the, the influence of weight shifting uh, especially because uh, most of the times in a low skilled uh, in low skilled athlete uh, in sports uh, where the weight transfer is one of the discriminants of performance uh, most of the time uh, they are not really uh, an understanding that the proper weight transfer need a move not only a rotation of the trunk but also uh, uh, movement of the pelvis forward in order to shift the weight from one side to the other. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fundamental for, for athletes to, to understand the importance of this. All right. And then uh, to follow on that. So for any sport where weight shifting motion is tied to the performance of, of, uh, of the execution, like golf or batting, is there really an ideal weight shift distribution, timing, things like that for, for an individual sport? Or is it, is it a combination of the, the individual athlete and, and some kind of ideal target? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Let's say that it's not more, there is no really an ideal uh, weight shift, uh, both in, um, from an, let's say, empirical experience on the field and based on scientific evidence. There is not an ideal weight shift. It's more about the timing of how this shifting of weight um, occur during the different uh, part of the of the movement, whether it is a, a, a swing in, in, in golf or the uh, pitching in, in baseball or in, in tennis and, and so on. It's, uh, uh, and, and also the, the main difference is between high skill athlete, uh, let's say in golf or low skill, because it's the timing, because there has been uh, 
has been found in, uh, in, in research, different type of uh, weight transfer pattern associated with the rotation of, of, of the trunk. And um, it has been, uh, it has been uh, found that skilled golfers have an earlier trunk rotation with an earlier weight transfer uh, in, the, in, the, in the trail foot during the back, uh, mm. the back swing and in the, the, an earlier pelvic horizontal rotation with rapid weight transfer to the lead foot in, um, during the, the downswing. So it's more about the, the timing rather than the, the, the amount of weight shift is highly individual. It's important that that weight shift, uh, and this is um, ideal to, 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 to monitor with the insole pressure, it's uh, how that weight transfer is and, the, and that weight is distributed on the whole surface of the, of the foot. Okay, great. Well, then on that note, what are the key measurements to characterize weight shift? And, you know, what attributes of measurement technology are required to capture the data that you need for effective evaluation of weight shift? Yeah, um, the key measurement to, um, for its, um, analyze weight shift uh, are uh, the, 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 the distribution. Absolutely, it's the distribution of of, of pressure on the both on the uh, on the on the trail foot and on the lead foot and also the the trails of the of the center of pressure so that you can uh, analyze the, the the curves uh, and see uh, the, the, the 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 timing in rotation of the of the of the trunk and the pelvis with uh, by looking at the at the center of pressure uh, movement and the association and the timing with the transfer of uh, of, of weight and, uh, and and the pressure on the on the foot. So they are yeah, these are the two most important and key uh, metrics and measurements okay. for for plantar pressure. Wonderful. So then, uh, if we look beyond the bottom of the foot alone, then for now. Can you provide us a summary of the biomechanics of weight shifting? Yeah, in, in, in the main uh, the main aspect of uh, of the biomechanics of weight shifting, uh, how I um, like as as I mentioned uh, at the very beginning of the of the podcast in uh, your first question, is related to the association between the rotation of the of the of the trunk and the movement of the pelvis forward to obtain a real a real transfer of weight from one foot to the other uh, there is a need to change the axis of, of of rotation because when the axis of rotation is uh, is on the spine with just the rotation of the hips you are biomechanically not transferring any weight but just redistributing the weight mm. uh, on the on, on both sides uh, associating the ro rotation of the of the trunk with the movement of the pelvis forward and changing the axis of rotation uh, from from the, the shifting the, the axis of rotation from the spine to the to the lead uh, leg uh, you can obtain a, a proper 
transfer of weight. So basically, uh, this is the, the, the most important biomechanical aspect of weight transfer. Great. And then, you know, once we have this information uh, captured uh, and measured, you know, using plantar pressure devices and other uh, equipment, how can that information be used to influence an athlete's motion? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, there are a couple of, uh, of, of, uh, of methods uh, uh, and ways to use, to properly use the data. Uh, obtained by pressure measurement technology. Uh, you can uh, start uh, coaching the, the athlete and change the, 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 the pattern and adjust the skills in a traditional way uh, or using the, the, the system in, uh, as a biofeedback tool so that the, the athlete can have uh, an, a direct information and change the, the 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 movement and learning how to transfer the weight. I think that there is a, 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 a let's say a regression uh, methods that can be used for the for the athlete by learning how to change the axis of rotation. Uh, I think that a blend, a mix between the classic coaching method from uh, from the coach together with the mm. technology help uh, in assistance in uh, as a biofeedback tool can be uh, an optimal way to to to, to coach the, the the athlete and retrain the movement pattern so th th this is uh, i'm just going to throw this in real quick so th this is sort of from a coaching perspective helping the athlete to see what they feel would that be would, would that be a, a good conclusion on that yeah, this is going to to help them uh, increasing their uh, their uh, I like to call it the kinesthetic awareness, and uh, they 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 start looking in real time at the at the difference, and this is going to help a lot also the the type of uh, communication from from coach and uh, and athlete, and uh, yeah, install pressure mapping is um is very good of course you can use the you can use also the mat and uh for for this purpose but uh probably the uh, i prefer the insole because you can also add another element which is the the shoe so you are capturing uh what, what is going to happen inside the shoe so uh it's uh it's uh, it's it's better because you can test how different shows can impact the movements. So in that, in that process of, of communicating uh, the weight transfer with the athlete, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, pressure mapping is not, not only helping them understand that motion visually, but, but also how the, the, in this case, a particular set of footwear might influence their, their particular motion. Yeah, absolutely, uh, okay. absolutely, and uh, it is uh, uh, sometimes it's one of the overlooked aspect uh, in, uh, but in in sports in general. So, uh, if, from my point of view, uh, uh, the, the the use of insole pressure mapping uh, is uh, is going to be really really helpful in, uh, in in addressing this this problem. Uh, given that. 
so how, how different is the data captured in the lab environment versus captured uh, in the in the field practice, you know, in practice or in competitive play? So, you know, the the intelligent insoles are uniquely suited for for, uh, you know, use in out in the field for, you know, capturing natural motion. So, so share with us a little bit about, how, you know, how different that uh, data is in the lab versus in the field. Yeah, the, the lab environment is a very, very strictly controlled environment, that, which is required when, uh, for research purposes in order to, 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 to create strictly um, reliable uh, protocols, you know. Uh, but uh, outside of the research goals, when assessing athletes uh, for uh, directly on the field and for performance purposes, uh, you know, sports is very chaotic. So uh, mm. you cannot replicate the chaos uh, in, in, in a lab controlled environment. So the, the, the main advantage, it's different when you are going to capture the, the athletes in, in field practice or competitive because you can measure in a in a really in a real playing and training situation where weather can uh, can be an obstacle let's say if there is wind if there is also rain so uh, if the if there is more it's a hot condition or not so um, it's going to be more close to what is happening during during training and during during competition so this is the the main uh, advantage of using uh, data capturing in, uh, in in field practice outside uh, the, the the research lab uh, which is a very very controlled environment mainly useful for you know other research purposes okay. well antonio thanks again you know it's always a pleasure to connect with you um uh, in this podcast. And, you know, we're really looking forward to uh, getting into the details of this and, and uh, uh, hearing your insights on this topic in our upcoming webinar. So uh, thanks again. It's my pleasure. And thank you very much for inviting me. All right. We'll look forward to the webinar. Thanks, Antonio. Thank you for tuning in to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. To learn more, go to Accenture.com or email us at sales at Accenture.com with any questions you may have. We'd love to hear from you. Never miss an episode by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts.